Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're hitting that Preacher, uh, AMC's new show. This was the pilot. Um, who was the group that put this together? Because uh, uh, I freaking love them now. Rogan and Goldberg. Rogan and Goldberg. And you could see Rogan all throughout the episode. There is no doubt. No doubt. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I was completely blown away by how this episode went. An hour and a half of me, like... Not knowing which way to look, go, and loving every second of it. Yeah, I I was extremely pleasantly surprised with this. Yeah, because um, there was a little concern in the beginning because I was afraid how if AMC was going to hold back on these things. I got to be honest, my biggest concern up front was the main character. Um, this Cooper, Dominic Cooper, Dominic Cooper, the casting of him. I don't know. I thought his voice was a little too. Like, yeah, I'm still not sold on him yet. Yeah, to be honest with you, he's not the main reason I really enjoy the show. I think he's a cool character. I like his look and everything like that. But so far, the show is what's really got me hooked. Not necessarily a character, if that makes sense. Uh, I mean, Cassidy and Tulip have got me pretty hooked. Yeah, I mean... I agree, but I I feel you. It's like the adaptation. Yes. It's like they didn't didn't stray from its comic book roots. This is a graphic novel, you know, that's wild. It is bananas, is what it is. So, the fact that they allowed... A lot of the stuff in the show, at least it lets you know AMC is not bothering them too much. No. It's like, Rogan, Goldberg, y'all your make thing. your show, and you know if it doesn't work out, fine. I think, we, seems- I think we figured that out in the first minute. We did, but it seems like they got a lot more rope than even The Walking Dead already has. I mean, there was some. Ex- I mean, the exploding, exploding priest <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, that kind of stuff was nice oh, little bloodbath. Little bloodbath stuff. But you know, beyond, I mean. I'm sorry. There's some things on Walking Dead where you watch a character get chewed and tore pieces. Da, da, da. They're no, no, more no. brutal than this show. But violence has never been the problem. No. They show violence on TV. Remember, it's it's the F-bomb when it's deserved. Yeah. It's, it's the language. You know, it's things that should be there that they haven't allowed yet in Walking Dead. But this I, episode, pilot episode of Preacher, we had a couple F-bombs and some wicked stuff go down. Yeah. I'm wondering when AMC is going to drop the hammer and even allow nudity to go. I mean, we got a pretty decent ass shot of Tulip, you know, but even it was pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the shadowing of it was so nice of it and everything. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just, I think that's about, they're they're getting lean, you know, more lenient and lenient when it comes to what they're allowing. WGN pretty much allows nudity, so I mean, I think AMC can. <laughs> yeah, I mean. FX. Is, I mean, FX. Is, which is the border. <laughs> They're way uh, out there. Way but yeah, out. man, I, I really enjoyed this hour and a half. Oh, just the you know, sometimes bouncing around gives me a headache, you know. But going from Russia to here to there, you know, all these look like that, and having this cool every little thing, I loved every second of it, and the intrigue of everything was so interesting. I was okay with it since we ended up all in the same place so quickly. But if it would have been two or three episodes down the line and we were still that spread out, I think I would have struggled with it more. What do you think about the animated intro? Outer space. <laughs> and you see the thing going across, but like there's a green Going through Saturn's ring. Yeah. It got like more realistic as it got closer to Earth. And then it, of course, hits the preacher in Africa. Um, cool. I, I'd seen this. The first five minutes of Preacher was on the internet. Um, there was a, a promo. So I've, I saw the preacher explode, so I knew it was coming. So that didn't surprise me. Surprised me, yes. brother. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. But the fact that the, you know, the priest of the Church of Satan blew up, and 
Tom Cruise blew up. <laughs> Dude. I mean, I just <laughs> never laughed. La- I paused my DVR. My ribs were hurting when he was over there. He's over drinking beer. And it's a Tom Cruise from the Church of Scientology. It explodes. I was like, Seth Rogen is a genius. Man. I was hurting. I was laughing so hard. I wonder if he signed off on that. Tom Cruise? He's, uh, you know, a chance. I don't know. I think he'd be fun with it. I mean, after seeing Tropic Thunder, you realize that Tom Cruise has a... Sense of humor on himself? A sense of humor about himself. Yeah. So, I think maybe he might have signed off on this. I, I would be... I think it'd be totally cool. You know, I mean, you really didn't see him. You know, they just said his name and <laughs> no. explosion. So, I mean, it's not like, you know... And the fact that they went to the Church of Satan or whatever, the Satanist Church, also means that this thing was just hitting religious, religious leaders, you know, just ambiguously, you know, and seeing who was the prophet or the chosen one or whatever you want to call it. And uh, so that's kind of cool. I mean, what a cool, like, bring you into this era, you know what I mean? Do y'all like the voice it gives before it explodes the person? I like, do. Yeah, it was pretty sinister. Uh, I thought I'm that was really pretty digging that voice. You know? Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was cool. I, yeah, I mean, it's... There, you know what? I cannot say there was one distinctive thing that I was just like they've missed on. There was a lot of things that were eh, okay, you know, like that, but nothing that was like you you missed the mark completely. I mean, it was an hour and a half of something that kept me pretty darn interested into every character they introduced and every plot line they were going with, the angles. I just love that there's these two guys that are suddenly show up wherever there's a scene, and I want to know more about this, and, and you know, and then of course. Uh, the, you know, the vampire and all of his. I mean, everybody's got such a unique little tr- twist to him that I'm, I'm just dying to know. I mean, even just, the introduction of Tulip was awesome. Dude, she. If the airplane scene hadn't happened, Tulip would have had the stole, stole the, the show. show. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I love leaning back and shooting, doing. I mean, everything. I, just, I love just going down the street and all of a sudden you just see the bam. You see the blood against the windshield and no well, all, all the, the driver was down. The Mike Tyson just rip it off the ear. The camera yeah. angles they pulled off on that. Yeah. You while know, the corn's hitting the car. While the corn's <laughs> smacking himself was so well you get done. To zoom how out many times how many times have you seen cars go through a cornfield and people can see in front of them? And this one, corn smacking the windshield, you couldn't the see the entire nothing. time. I was like, Wow, that is a revelation. <laughs> how this, many shows have got it wrong in the past? <laughs> to get death by corn cop. Yeah, is, oh uh, my god. Pretty serious. I yeah. just thought back to the Clive Owen movie where he's killing people with carrots. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we can do this. Yeah, no, yeah. It, was, it was pretty sweet. I was uh, then the little ten year old. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. Yep. You, you definitely are. <laughs> That's now a, I will say the bazooka with the army parts in it. I would have liked to have seen how that actually was. Well, and that was the, really the first bad edit that I saw. It's because she puts them in when it's still daylight. And then all of a sudden, or like they're making it 23 minutes, we have daylight, and then as soon as they're outside, pitch black. I'm not going to care too much about that. I, yeah, I, mean, I think it was just showing you the ingenuity that yeah. Tulip has. Because you see her like, focus in. We got a moonshot, moonshot operation. We got a kid holding some metal army men, and then we got a bunch of cans. You know, they... I think they were just showing that she's a, a badass, a straight yeah. up badass. She, you know, she she takes a bad situation and turns it into something like that, you know. So yeah, and then uh, giving her advice to the kids, you know, and this is how you build a bazooka. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's just like a tornado. You stay down here until the noise stops. That's right. And there's just bullet holes raining through there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it was super entertaining. I mean, absolutely. 
Super, super entertaining. But I mean, let's talk about the number one scene, the airplane scene. Yeah, no, I mean, no, the, the guy who steals the show. I mean, there's no doubt. Okay, so I learned that this guy is not Irish. First off, that's this impressive. Is a British actor pulling off the Irish accent. Bravo! Wow! Um, wow! And it is so well done. AM, it, I, what is it with AMC and finding these actors over there from Britain who'd come over and do all these amazing jobs? You know, I mean, I just well, it just shows you British men can act their asses off and women. Um, so you're trying to tell me Andrew Lincoln is a real deal actor? T- tell me he's not the best part of Walking Dead. He is, but his accent's atrocious. <laughs> well, pull it off. Carl! Son of- <laughs> Carl! <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, anyway. <laughs> you, I look, you know I'm the biggest Walking Dead fan there is. Yeah. Okay, but I'm sorry. Every time he said, Carl! I feel like he needs... I think he needs Pepto. Yeah, he needs cough drop from Pepto. Uh, but no... But this dude is like, I was like revolted every time he dug his fingers into his ass as he walked from oh, yeah. bathroom to back to the car. Oh, to, my God. Yeah, I was he, like, oh. You better avoid the head, boys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so this was a cool setup. Like he goes into the bathroom. You're like, okay, whatever. He's spraying. And he pulls out a Bible that's got all this writing in it. Now, was there anything significant written in there, like from the graphic novel? I, mean, I paused it a few times and so on. You know, I'm not well versed on the graphic novel. I decided not to go and try to read this one. You know, I know the storyline because I have some friends who talked about it and stuff. But I decided not to get source material comparison. Like I'm a Walking Dead guru, not guru, but I've, I've read it. I'm current. I know you know how the book's going to do it, and so it does fast me. But I really wanted to see the Just show the for show. what it is. And not have comparisons and be disappointed anyway. I think the Bible, with all the crazy writing in it, is just as like a, like a wild faction of a you know religious group that hunts vampires. Obviously, you know, I thought it was really cool. He's like, I thought we were heading to Tijuana, but it looks like we're flying into the sun. <laughs> you know, and but I'm that just, just all Irishman. kind of coming Ooh. together. Yeah. And then he like makes a joke, and everybody starts laughing what again. Do I know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if we do have any dedicated preacher people who have read it and stuff, and they did catch something in the Bible, yeah, I'd love somebody. Know. I'd love somebody to send me some info on this. Give me some backdrop of why we had all this yeses and all this other kind of stuff in the Bible, and like and the all. certain ones circled and highlighted. Yeah, it was stuff. something like that. I'm gonna tell you one thing. I thought was completely random. I was like, how would you not even notice this? There was a what battle was axe <laughs> on the side of the plane. There yeah. were spears on the plane. That but I, I just chalked like, that up to very comic booky, and so I was okay. Yeah, like at was, first, I was but, like. The thing is, they did highlight the fact that these dudes are, or he is, even though he's the bartender, is pissed drunk. He's coked out of his mind. You know what I mean? Like, at least they, they built that up. The guy who pulled the spear, he was on the couch. So that was, like, hidden behind the couch, you know? The battle axe was actually on a picture frame, you know, kind of stuck behind it and stuff. I agree with you that some of this stuff is, like, obvious if you look in. But, what, were you disappointed? No, no, but it's, I mean, it's like, it made, it made the axe. scene that much better. The, I'm telling you, the, 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 the coup de grace was him stabbing with the bottle, fixing, fixing his collar you know, on his sleeves and walking up there and then using it as a, you know, a funnel for, for the glass. bottle. I was like, <laughs> no, they did not just do this. And then like, when he just grabs the umbrella, I was like, Mary Poppins. I was like, I fully expected him to land on the ground perfectly. No, and it was it was even better Uh-oh. to see him splattered Uh-oh. across the ground. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> like the umbrella was actually supposed to and, help him. And like the bottle of blood just busts. He's like, oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, aren't you I'm a sight for sore eyes? <laughs> <laughs> the cow. But 
I like right before that happens, the guy comes up behind with the holy water and pours on me. He's like, yeah, what, are you guys, you know. what are you guys going to learn? So there are different rules. We know the sun obviously catches them on fire. Yeah. But, man, they're playing with that sun thing because he jumps out of the plane. It's daylight. Well, and as he's laying there, just crushed into the earth, it, the sun's out and shining. Yeah. But he's in, like, the shade of his crater. Yeah, you know? to a point. And he's got... Um, now, in the comic book, or the graphic novel, you want to call it, you never see Cassidy's eyes. He nonstop wears a pair of red shades at all times. So, the fact that they show his face and, like, his eyes and stuff like that, they want you to let to see the, emo- the emotion from the actor. Yeah, stuff, I think so. it's necessary. But no, I- they do show the shades. And he's putting them on. You know, he's in the jail cell. He's like, I think we put the blinds up. I'm a little sensitive to the sun, you know. <laughs> Light sleeper. <laughs> so I, I like that they're, like I said, they're staying true to the comic, but not making it so over the top. Yeah, that, that's a that's an easy fix. And it's necessary, especially when it's a, you know, a chef. You want to see this guy's emotion, his character. This guy, he speaks volumes just with his facial expressions. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, do we, who is he talking to on the payphone? Right before the... Uh, Basically, it sounded like his employer. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, I found out the backstories of these characters. All right, before we did the podcast. Cassidy is like ex-Irish volunteer army. Okay. Okay. Who... And he takes off. He... What do they call that? Defects or whatever. Okay. So it's like the IRA or... I don't know if it's the same. Okay. I don't know exactly. I don't know those rules. You know, that, that history. But he's obviously talking to another, because he's an Irish man he's talking to on the phone. Mm-hmm. It's a connection. He needs money, whatever. He's supposed to told to lay low. I'm assuming it's going to be other vampire. You yeah, know. I hope. Yeah, I hope that's the case. Um, but, you know, I mean, like it's the preacher, um, God, what's his name? i got to get used to his name. In the show? Jesse? Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. Jesse's, you know, we see, keep seeing flashbacks of his dad, who was the preacher before yeah, getting murdered. Get, getting gunned down, yeah. And, you know, that's like that quote he has is supposed to be a huge part of Jesse's life. You know, don't be a bad guy. There's too many bad guys in the world. Be a good guy. Um, that's supposed to be like his driving force. And then Tulip, they obviously used to pull jobs together, him and Jesse, or her and Jesse. Um, she's got a map talking about some job to end all jobs and. It looks like a blueprint of a building. Right. Which I'm sure all of her jobs is the job to end all jobs. Yeah. Which is what he says. Classic line. Yeah. Yeah. Classic, classic line. But but the thing is, is this map or this blueprint or whatever like that, this dude's like battling to the death for it. Then she's got a helicopter coming in, trying to get it too. You know, she's, somebody wants this map. It must be a really big job. But we have no idea what this job is. But we have be. no clue what it is. Yeah, well, I mean, the show leaves us hanging on a lot of different things, which makes me really anticipating that every episode coming. You know, I wonder if they're going to be able to keep the kind of charisma we've got going on, you know, the intrigue with a lot of different things is what I'm concerned about. I mean, I really don't see why they I don't couldn't. know. I've seen a lot of shows who come out kicking, and then by the third or fourth episode, it's like womp, womp, womp. I mean, as long as Rogan and Goldberg are sticking with it, I don't see it really dropping down. I hope not. You know, here's a little side fact. You know the, the Dominic Cooper and the, the Tulip character? They're in real life there together. Really? Well, that's cool. You know, they're, they're, when they were cast, it was a joint venture, as they say. So as long as they don't break, break up, we should be fine. Should be good. <laughs> should be good. <laughs> Go ahead, put a ring on it, man. And so on. Well, yeah. don't you dare quote that song again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A couple of key moments. We meet Eugene. 
which is strange, later on to be called Arseface. Oh, yeah. Come what on. do you think the special happened? effects. Do you think this was a suicide attempt? Oh, it looks like somebody took a shotgun to her face and messed up. All right. That's why he's worried he's going to burn in hell for suicide, you know, whatever. Yeah, I kind of knew a little bit of the backstory about Arseface. That, you know, that he tried to commit suicide, and this is the effect of what happened. Okay. And he's the son of the sheriff. The I mean, time. we should go ahead and put that on suicide prevention hotline things. <laughs> this is what yeah. happens if you don't succeed. Yeah, actually, I follow the guy that does the, uh, the makeup for him, and I saw all the prosthetic for his face and stuff like that. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And man. disturbing, man. It that is. breathing is like... <sighs> yeah. <sighs> you know those people that like are just like offended by the sound of chewing? You know, yes. if they hear it, they're oh, like... They, they or smacking gum. Yeah, whatever. it's like a, a violent feeling they get. I got that from that breathing. Because yeah. they just focused on it. Yeah, it was definitely... Raised the bar a little and bit. And when he gave him the hug and he was holding him, it was just like... <laughs> yeah. And then, like how like, the nose is like going down into it. Oh, yeah, it was. It's pretty crazy. You know, the funny thing is, is that I've actually met a person. He's a motivational speaker, and he took a rifle and put it under his chin, and went, the angle was wrong, so it shot his most of his teeth away, his nose, and part of his forehead, and he survived. And his his surgery didn't look like ours face, but like yeah. you can tell all of that, you know. And it's yeah, it's uh, pretty wicked, you know. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I think putting something like that in the show, because he is a character in the show. From I mean, I mean, in the comic, and from what I'm saying, that's what he looks like in the comic. And the interview I saw with Rogan says they're going to stay very true to the comic. Well, here's something else too. Now, Garth Ennis is the guy who helped write and create Preacher of the Comic. Right. Okay. Now he's famous for creating disfigured characters, sub characters. Like he did a famous run with Punisher. And Punisher must die and all that stuff like that. And one of the fa- one of the characters in there, and excuse my French, his name was Fuckface. There we go. Literally. And guess what? His it was he had a hole in the side of his cheek where that's what was left of his mouth. And so much was it disfigured that he almost looks like a cyclops. Like his eyes was over to the center, and everything else was scar and damage. No nose. He had one ear like that. And he was a big old <laughs> henchman, and that was his name, F Face, basically. And so, right. and that was a famous character for a long part of the, one of the Punisher series. And so, it's not a stretch to me to see Arse Face. Yeah, right. You know, you know, so. I yeah, thought it was pretty neat. Stretch. They're staying, you know, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're they're keeping it pretty true. I do like that. Okay, so we got that. Now we also got um, what was his name, Elliot or something like that. The guy who goes Abe Lincoln on a squirrel. <laughs> the quote of the night. Yeah, quote, quote of the, the night. night you know? Abraham like, Lincoln's ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I was done. I paused it, relaxed. For you a know, second. I'll be honest. When he, as soon as he said it, I was like, huh. And then he goes, shot him right in the back of the head. I was like, ding, ding, ding. You're right. <laughs> so it made a lot more sense, obviously, when you realize that he's a Civil War reenactor. Yes. Uh, for the South, obviously. Obviously. Um, Did we win? Oh, <laughs> man. So his son yes. hates his dad and wants Preacher to go teach him a lesson. And then we find out that you think that the wife's getting beaten by him and burned by him. And hit upside the head, but she, she likes it. She's a She's into it. sadist and yes. enjoys it. Um, so that went a different turn. It really did because when the kids like you know you know you have this past you used to be you used to hurt people da 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 da, da you know well, it's like just fetch me another beer you know I mean 
But judging by the preview, I was like, okay, this is how it's going to go. Because we'd seen the preview that he gets into a fight with a guy. And it talks about, you know, it's like his punishment or whatever. So I was like, okay, this is how it's going to happen. Then no. It happens because dude comes in, he's pissed off, he talked to his wife about him beating her and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he. I mean, just when he was talking to the kid, he's like, well, Well, we're talking about the kind of guy where I'm going to have to punch him once. Punch him a couple times. He's a pretty big fella. You know, yeah. I like how he just kind of verbalized the entire, well, this is going to lead to his friends wanting to fight. And, and how he like, racked up the intensity knob yeah. a little bit. I was like, okay, like, then this you is see, a dark he goes, side. Yeah, he goes like blank. Like he spaces, like he's not even talking to the kid anymore. You know, he's just oh, yeah. like, just remembering the days. <laughs> yeah, this guy's definitely got a history. I think we're going to get a lot, I think we might get a lot of flashbacks. I think we're going to get a lot of background history. Because like I said, we keep seeing the, his dad get shot. But I wonder if we're going to see things that happened to him in the past. Well, I mean, during that fight scene, we saw some of his history. Yeah. That was a badass fight scene, first off. Well choreographed. I'm going to be honest, man. I'm really, really impressed with the stunt work they're doing. You know, I mean, I, we've made some friends through uh, Outsiders and the guys who do stunt work. And they, they rant and rave about how, you know, there's really good guys out there who are really doing some really special stuff. And, I mean, I was really, it looks like really a lot impressed. of them are on this show. I was really impressed. I mean, like... There wasn't a scene where you had that guy waiting for his turn to get hit over there or anything. You know what I mean? I mean, and somebody gets hit in the throat, they're down. I mean, it's not like the guy got right back yeah. up and was like, you know, I'm back at it. He's over there going, oh, you know, <laughs> grabbing his throat and, you know. Well, you got Cassidy up. pushing a stool under a guy's leg and yeah. things like that. But I just no. trying to hit like the higher moments, you know, so we don't sit here all well, day. Well, I mean, him breaking that arm was a higher moment. Yeah, oh, the compound it, fracture was pretty nasty. Dude, you know, you, you know that uh, sound a rabbit makes when he gets into a trap. You know, yeah, you say it's like a mix between a dying rabbit and something else. You know, yeah, that'll you're be the sound make you'll make. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then when he snapped Homeboy's arm, yeah, everybody who was watching, you, you're lying to yourself if you didn't get a chill down your spine when you saw that bone yeah. emerge from the skin. <sighs> Almost done, Sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> what, else, what was other kind of major moments? Um, well, I mean, we've kind of hit every major character pretty much. You know, now... We, well, we, the organ, the organ player at the church. Yeah. She's obviously going to play some kind of pivotal role. She appears to be kind of... She's single. She seems to be fawning over... Well, what you're doing is they keep showing sub-characters over and over again. I mean, this the preacher is terrible at being a preacher. Why he has anybody even in his church, especially with no air conditioning, baffles me. I'm just assuming but everybody there church. has a story or a problem where they need him to confess to themselves. I mean, think about it. Like you said, the, the organ girl, you know, like she's like, I'm not going to beg for you. But then you see her, how devastated she is. And you see the guy like, you know, he keeps going to her and he's like, open your heart. You well, know? I, well, and then there's the sheriff. And, yeah. you know, the sheriff, you know, he's there because about his son. He wants forgiveness for his son. And, you you know, and then you're talking to our I mean, like everybody in that church has got a purpose, a, a hidden, hidden problem in their life. That they need him, even no matter how awful of a preacher he is. I think we do need to talk about open your heart guy. Now that you've brought him up, yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name. I don't know. I mean, he kept turning around, look at him, and goes, "Tell her the truth. Open your heart." You know. And then after he gets hit by the same demon that's murdered everybody else or spirit, and it didn't kill him for whatever reason. So basically, this gives the preacher the ability to command people at command will? people you know against their will is that is that what i'm getting basically what he did i don't think it's against their will i think it's just like speaking with the power of god you know what i mean right. like he can influence you 
Right. Yeah. He so, manipulate your will. Yeah. And so so dramatically that. Well, and your 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 translation or your literal yeah. translation of what he was yeah. saying well, definitely soon, goes awry. And as soon as he said that, I was like, I, I don't know if he's going to have to be more direct when he said that because I was like, man, I'm afraid he's going to take out his heart. I was. As yeah. soon as he said it, I was like, man, I think this guy's about to die. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole getting on the plane with a knife in your sleeve and, um, you know, do you think that's the way it was? Or he picked that knife up on JCPenney on the way over? Or, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, don't I, think I know that's a little through. weird detail, but I actually went through my mind when he's like, he pulled that long kitchen knife out of his sleeve. I was like, <laughs> okay. he's just like, and now I have to open my heart to you. I was like, oh God. Well, how about the, the, his mom? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, like, no, she this could, woman was clearly a, a senile ass that calls probably on the bat, regular. Old battle yeah. axe, you know? But yeah. I loved her scream at the end. Uh-huh. Ah! <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> you know, it was like... Not, not like fear, but disgust. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. The blood spraying across her glasses. And all. Yeah. You know, and of course, now I will say, I'll retract what I said earlier, the abyss, you don't get your heart out. It doesn't beat in your hand. I mean, no. You know, you never make it past. You're stabbing yourself in the heart. You're, you're dead as a doornail. Okay. Let me just give him a benefit that most shows don't do. He actually cut under his rib cage and went under his rib cage. Most shows you'll see, they'll like, oh, I'll just, just go right through my ribs yeah, really. with my human strength. You know, uh, at least you see him go under his rib cage, grab it. Now, if you were to try to pull your heart, from your chest and there are things attached to it called arteries <laughs> and all of them come out just clean cut you know yeah like and it's he's holding scissors, it scissors like he went you did be sawing with that kitchen blade that's eight inches long I mean yeah okay it was for the effect we all know it was complete BS blah 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 you know what I mean to me it would have been better if he had just taken the knife and like went straight up his chest with it to like he opened up his heart yeah. and just like bled all over the table instead of him actually cutting it out and trying to hold it with a heartbeat. I agree with you. I, I kind of got the cheese mode. Cheesy. But I mean, effect. I thought that was part of like the comic book charm of it. Yeah, but... But they... The what show else? had the opportunity to keep... If they kept everything else somewhat realism within, within you know... Realm of possibilities. Well, yeah, rumor possibility. This right here was. We like, did have a champagne bottle funnel blood. We did have a guy's entire body work, splattered though. on the ground. Who is a supernatural character? <laughs> this is a. This is what looks to be an accountant who takes a kitchen knife and saws <laughs> off God knows how many arteries, capillary, whatever is connected to that heart, and hold it in hand for a beat, and then fall dead. That's I mean, great to be there's some supernaturalness to it. I mean. It, I'll take it. If I get everything else and this is what I have to deal with. It didn't deter from the show. I'm no. just a detail-oriented person. I wasn't yeah. even disappointed with it. No. It's just like, well, that's different. <laughs> yeah. Very, very I mean, different. they went a different route with it. And they did show, like Jake was saying, a little bit of realism with it by going under the rib cage and right. all that. All right. So the only two things we don't know about are the two characters that seem to show up at all these scenes where the spirit has blown a preacher up or... And of course, at the end, they they now. How about these outfits? Wherever they arrive, they're in some kind. You know, they blend in. They blend in. <laughs> yeah. And then they go to Texas, and they got these ten gallon hats and the glasses and stuff. Who do we think they are? Okay, I know who they are. All right, dazzle me. No, no, no. I'm not gonna tell you because they haven't revealed it in the show. I mean, that um, is two weeks away. 
at least. Yeah, but we'll get there. I think it's a cool reveal, so I don't want to. T- I don't oh. talk about it. Well, I'm guessing that they're hunting. Well, the only thing that only makes sense is they're hunting whatever this evil spirit is. Okay, y'all won't mind. So when the podcast is over, I'll tell you guys. Okay. okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's gonna be a. Cl- it's a cool reveal. So I don't want to just give it away. Yeah. But do we think they're gonna be able to blend in in a town of about thirty people? Yeah, I think they're stretching with that thirty. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, Cassie added one. You know, Tulip added another. There was thirty at the church, and then they have a beer party after on, the church on church. the church grounds, baby. Yeah. You, you think there's more people in this town that aren't going to the church? Yeah. Be, yeah, because you, you see neighborhoods and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was a the setting was pretty neat. I love you know finding this old church and this hill with a bunch of dead trees everywhere. I thought it was a really cool setting. The name of the town is so cool. But it was actually spelled like Anvil, like A N N N E, Ville. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. if it was Anvil, yeah. you know, A N V I L, that's a cool ass town name. You know, yeah. oh, how about the politically correct mascot change oh from the God. Indians to the <laughs> Prairie Dogs? <laughs> They're beating the Prairie Dogs' ass. Yeah, I mean, a share if you want to get on that. Yeah. Nope. No. If somebody nah. formal complaint. I mean, formal complaint. I'll let them do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But so far, I really like the casting. Uh, done really well. Um, I agree. I, I'm. I was worried about Dominic Cooper, and I'm not 100 percent sold on him yet. But I have enjoyed what I've seen. Halfway through, I was growing on him. Yeah. So. At first, the whole bad preacher thing, and then the drinking the beer and the kid and all that kind of stuff. It was kind of a little of a turn off. But like you said, it did grow. Um, I think it took the fight scene. After yeah. the fight scene, it's like okay, I'm good with him. Yeah. And so on. And he's been consistent. There was no, like, he didn't have inc- He was never really bad or anything. Yeah, he was never, he didn't have inconsistencies as a character. You know, even even Andrew Lincoln, as much as I love him, he had some inconsistencies, <laughs> especially through the first three or four seasons. And so on. Carl! You know? <laughs> I mean, I think he's definitely going to pull off all the darkness that we need. I just don't know if he's going to do everything else. But, yeah. he, I mean, like we all say, he's growing on us. And I'm excited to see where he goes. I am too. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that character overall. I mean, of course, you know, I'm looking forward to a lot of the characters. Like, I'm really excited to see where this is going to go. And I'm really hoping we get some more one-liners. <laughs> I, if, if we know Seth Rogen, we will. Yeah, I want some more uh, Abe Lincoln's ass yes. because to come around. The, I feel like that's about to become the uh, Xbox phrase of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Guys, if y'all thought of something on the show that y'all thought was unique or cool or it could be a miss or whatever... Man, hit us up on Facebook, on Twitter. You know, it's at Bleed TV Podcast. Uh, we've got all these locations for social media. You can email us, too, at bleedtvpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to chit-chat with you and talk about the show, maybe, maybe even add some of your feedback to our pod. Um, you know, if you've got a minute to subscribe or even give us a positive feedback on iTunes, we'd love it. Um, but other than that, guys, I think that's all we got. Yeah, let's do it. And uh, this is uh, Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>